I'm going to learn that and I'm going to learn how to play chess. I'm going to learn how to play you chess. You should learn how to play chess, bro. I've been I, playing a lot of chess. I also need to learn how to fight because if people like Conor McGregor going night night, what does that mean for me? It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. We're here. All right, folks and jokes. First episode, first sip. Episode one. Episode one. Came a long way. A podcast where me and my best friend, Dikembe Smith, I'm Albert Linares, are going to sit here and we're just going to talk about how we're working our way through the world. Brothers on our journey. That's it. Brothers on our journey. I got it tatted on me. Bert, what you sipping on over there? First sip is a little coffee, Dikembe. Mm. With? With? Smoke milk. Let's not leave the people out. Smoke <laughs> milk, man. There we go. There we go. I didn't want didn't want the listeners to know. It's okay. Um, some of us like our coffee with oat milk. Oat milk and three sponges. Some of us like our coffee um, black. I'm not um, a man. It's okay. <clears throat> well, mm. there we go. You know, I was talking to my coworker the other day about this. We really thought 2021 was going to be different. We are in 2020, the deluxe edition. We are in 2020, the deluxe edition. We got... Um, Q5. Q5. We got GameStop turning the world upside down. Reddit fighting back against Wall Street. Now they want us to wear three masks instead of one. Triple mask. I've still been trying to find one. Um, you find any links on Amazon yet? For the triple mask? If so, send me one. No. <laughs> I don't have any triple links. Because I might just go to work and just literally put three masks on. Um... Yeah, yeah. The world is pretty crazy. The world's crazy, bro. I mean, look at us sitting here, recording a podcast. In the middle of a, of a panoramic. Pan. In the middle of a panoramic. <laughs> the middle of a panoramic. We sitting here recording a podcast. Yep. I don't know what side of the K, uh, recovery that means we're on. But and now um, the Rams have Matt Stafford, which is big for me. How do you feel about that? I'll tell you how I feel about that. I think it's an upgrade at quarterback. I think Matt Stafford's way better than Jared Goff. I don't think the Rams are going to win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. As a lifelong Rams fan, it's a bummer that we give up more first-round picks. We haven't had a first-round pick, I think it's been since like 2015. Probably since we graduated high school. Right around there? No, that was college. Right right around, okay, cool. Close enough. Yeah, Um, but I think Matt Stafford could be the man to finally give us a piece to win a Super Bowl. Deep, the deep ball is probably going to be more prevalent. Matt like Stafford's that. a risk taker. So we'll see. You guys did look good last year. I mean. Yeah. We're an incredible just, team. Just, we're a great you know, team. It takes a true leader. Super Bowl coming. It takes a true leader to lead. You, you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Put we're money selling on out. For sure. Okay. I put okay. money on it every I like, year. I like the confidence. I've lost it every year. I like the confidence. Speaking of putting money on things. Mm-hmm. You know, this is. Hit me. It brings us to one of our biggest topics of the day. GameStop. GameStop. GameStop, Game Stonks, Bro, Game, AMC, you, everything. You Put, know more about it than I do. Bet the house on it. So, so if I was someone who was completely dumb and had two thousand dollars free cash, would you tell me to buy Monday at the open? Now, when you say free cash, I think I don't that's, care. I'm ready to throw it in the fire. I, I don't care if it poof, it evaporates. Um. Yes and no, because 
I think it, it also has to come down to kind of like what we were talking about the other day with the fundamentals of trading, investing, you know what I mean? Just understanding what you're doing. If you're somebody who is literally just downloaded the app this week because you saw all the memes, you saw all the money, Dogecoin, let's just pour money into it, 100% no. Right? No. Because I think you're going to have more of an emotional roller coaster that might affect you for the long term and might change your perception on investing than if you were to sit there and say, like, okay, let me figure out how to really, you know, invest in certain stocks, bonds, ETFs, really learn the game and then say, okay, let me get into some more high risk, you know. But there are people that are making millions in like 20 minutes. Yes. And those people have taken, even if it's taken a couple like minutes a day, you know what I mean? To just sit there and dive in, watch a couple people, read a couple books, listen to some audiobooks, do whatever you have to do to educate yourself about it. You can start learning, right? And I'm not saying the educate, like the information isn't out there. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why GameStop is booming right now is because the information is out there and people realize now that, oh, what all these hedge funds are doing, all these people on Wall Street, it's not that hard, right? Once you sit there and if you can understand how to recognize patterns, how to sit there and listen to the same information these people are listening to, recognizing when to buy, sell, that's that's all the job really is, right? Yeah, I think um, I, I just wish I knew like more about which which is on me i need to research and like learn more and the, and the whole world I, it's cool it's bringing light to it but as an individual who's a simpleton and like sitting on the outside looking in it seems like the whole world is fighting back and it's just like reddit gassing a stock right saying we have to gobble this and lift the ticker we have to gobble this and lift the price of the stock so that everyone can make money we're mm-hmm. fighting back yeah why are they doing it with a stock that costs 250 dollars a share versus doing it with say express well i think from what i've seen i think it goes to the people who have been looking at it for the not just the past month but over the past like year and a half right like is it the short aspect yeah yeah, like there have been people on the reddit blogs um even in some of these hedge funds who have been looking at gamestop for a very long period of time now and said okay we can set this up to make a very high profit off of this right and some of these bloggers recognize it too and they were like wait what happens if we can get it to go in the opposite way? Because we're not sitting in these rooms, right, once again, with these billionaires, with these investors saying, okay, this is what we're going to do over the long term. But if we can generate enough motivation behind this amongst the blogs, amongst the Twitch streams, the Discord, right, groups, the same things that we sit on, sit in the group chats, you can get enough people to drive this 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 through the roof. Yeah, but they're doing it with such an expensive stock, which I don't know. Dude, it'd be great to get somebody on who works to in like the really industry. break it down yeah yeah, yeah. Like anyone who worked for merrill whatever yeah and just get him in and, and explain um my guy um you know david i talk about like yeah. he would definitely be able to you know break this down you know he's somebody who looks at it from the the fundamental side but also understands it's like you know things are changing you know and oh yeah the financial industry has always seemed to be a little delayed when it comes to pairing up technology and finance Right. Like it's a big conversation now with cryptocurrency and how that's going to change over the next 10, 20, 30 years. Right. And what happens when banks really start using it as an option, which I also don't understand. Right. I don't, I don't like think anybody does. That's a whole different avenue. Right. Like when you talk about it, I, but don't I understand think Bitcoin at all. Yeah. But I think we're seeing how once again, like people. I think it's the technology and the access to the technology that's really making this GameStop thing take off now, because once again, brokerage, media. yeah, the ability to use a brokerage account has been around forever. Right. Like people have been able to sign up for TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, you know, Merrill Lynch, all Robin these. Hood. Yeah. But Robinhood makes it very easy. 
Right, they remove so much friction from investing. Dude, how about how Robinhood would literally started selling people's shares for them out of their best interest? Could you imagine this the scrutiny they're going to go under? Like the lawsuits, did you see that? That's Yeah, and I don't understand They like were how, offloading the account. I It's crazy. I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to justify that. You know, I mean, I know they have these their their obligations. They say, you know, that they have to honor and all these things, but at the same time, it's it's so crippling to your brand and to be a financial institution to it's, it's completely built on trust. Right. And oh, yeah. that's just coming from, well, they're dead. Someone, you know, they gotta be dead in the industry. Right? Yeah. Like working in an industry, you realize that, um, you know, like my time at like Wells Fargo, like you sit there and when those scandals first started to hit, there was nothing that was going to be done on a, on an internal basis from the people who were sitting there facing the customers that was going to rebuild that trust. People would come back in and they would be like, oh, yeah, you guys were the ones that opened up three point such and such million fake accounts, right? And you're sitting there like, listen, I'm just trying to sit here and complete your deposit. You know, I'm trying to help you actually open up a new account. Right. And it is a level of distrust that you just can't bring back. People are just going to be there for a transactional basis. They're not going to look to you for their big goals because they know there's other options. And that's the good thing about being in this country, right, is that there are other options when things like this do fail. Will Robinhood fail? We'll see because they're backed by some pretty heavy people, right? Yeah, dude. But when Dave Portnoy is up against you, you got a problem. That everything that guy touches turns to literal gold. True, actual gold. What happens if Robinhood just gets bought over by another institution? Which they might, right? Just because of their platform. Like we think of, um, like one of the biggest companies, Bear Stearns, that went under, right? In like the financial industry, like the financial crisis. That was one that was just bought over, used by another company now, right? And nobody really realizes that, okay, this was one of the one of the culprits, you know what I mean, in the crisis. That's a good point. They just, they just get bought over, keep it moving, right? And you just keep making the same money. I wonder if other institutions will see, because Robinhood has mm-hmm. to fall or get absorbed, right? They They're, they're would, at war. I would think so. And I don't think they're big they're enough. They're taking a hit. Yeah, and I don't think they're big enough to not fail. Like... Because the CEO went on went on Fox, um, the CEO, yeah, and, and he, he tried was, pleading his case. Yeah. yeah, he was sitting there pleading his case, and and he said that it was out of it was precaution. And then Fox came back at him, and it was like, "What do you mean it was out of precaution? Are you saying that you did not have enough liquid capital or not enough funding security that you had to start halting stuff yep. from a holdings and volatility standpoint?" And they're like, "Oh no, 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 no. We had enough. We were fine, but." We're doing it out of precaution. It's like, yeah, we're okay, but um, you know, just in case we're not okay, let's just do something that's gonna ruin us. Yeah, he shoved this because we're not really sure if we're. Okay. It's crazy. And then that's where you see people like you know Chamath going on there and debating the complete opposite point. You know what I mean? It's like people need to have the freedom to do what they want to do if they see it as a viable option, right? If you're giving them the ability to go on these platforms to invest their money, let them invest their money. Don't just stop them when you're now upset with where they're investing in. Oh, you can't course. be the platform that says, oh, we're democratizing, you know, whatever whatever it is they say, right? They yeah. poured over went on there, trade. right? He went on there and used that as like one of the biggest like talking points and it was genius. Yeah, you know, right? it, was, it was so brilliant because it, it really goes against everything you're saying. Hey, go on, you know, do what you want to do. We're going to invite you in with a free stock, right? Invite all your friends, blah, 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 blah. No other platform's doing this, right? I just, we just looked at, uh, you know, another platform the other day and it was, oh, bring over... 200,000 plus and we'll give you 600 bucks who is it like who is doing that no one you know what I mean Robinhood is literally saying download our app we'll give you a free stock 
bring your friends. You'll get a free stock. They'll get a free stock. Oh, wait. So if you refer a friend, you also get a free yeah. stock? Yeah. And is it at random? At random. So you can end up getting a free Tesla stock? That's what they say. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's done it, but allegedly it can happen. You can get a free Amazon stock? It can happen. Imagine that. That would that'd be cool. That'd be a nice way to start. Amazon's ticker right now. I think they were at you know, on close like, on Friday, like, like 3,300. It's crazy. It's so crazy. We, that's why we needed Jamie. Pull that up, Jamie. This is it. Fingers. Pull that up. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I think because um, it makes you want to get in. It does. I mean, it's exciting. Like, think about it. Even if even it, two it, weeks ago when it was at $88 a share. Dude, it, it went from, it went in one day from like 65 to 140. It, that was, that fell, day was so wild. So wild. Fell to, I think close was like 70. Mm-hmm. And now we're hovering in the threes. And every day you could. In the 300 for GameStop. You can make her lose $150 so a share. But the other, now the it's other, a lot to buy a lot of shares. Yeah. But I mean, you could you could like wait for a fall, which could happen. Wait for mm-hmm. a fall and then take the gamble and buy like two or three shares, even if you had $1,000. Yeah. And make $400 in an hour. Yeah. Which is a lot. But that's where, once that, I think that's where it goes back to where we started right with the education uh, point. It's like if people. Yeah, it's gambling. Know, where it's yeah and they have to be able to recognize when to get out because even gambling you have to know what you're doing right like i can't go to a casino right now and try to get on the tables like i will lose everything in five minutes i don't know where to begin yeah you would they I, they love you I, exactly the casinos love you yes i'd go in with i with mean the they love check. everyone i'd go in with the debit card be like all right let's pull the money out yeah you five would, minutes i'm out yeah you wouldn't know what to do on pull craps. the money out and then i'm out you would not if someone put you in front of a craps table and said survive i'm gonna act like i'm in the movies what they do. Somebody blow the dice. Here we go. Roll it. Ah. Seven. What that mean? I win? <laughs> you see? <laughs> no, nah, seven wouldn't be good if you were already rolling. Seven wouldn't be good. Okay. You see? So I'm going to learn that and I'm going to learn how to play chess. I'm going to learn how to play chess. You should learn how to play chess, bro. I've been I, playing a lot of chess. I also need to learn how to fight because... You do need to learn how to fight. Because obviously... You're flexible. That bring, But that brings me into the next topic fit. of the day. Because if people like Conor McGregor going night night, what does that mean for me? Because I'm more of like you know just like an aesthetic build, like okay, yeah, just there to look like you can function, right? Yeah. Conor McGregor can actually like fight fight. Conor McGregor is one of the skilled, most deadly people on the planet, and he went night night. So Did, you know what, dude? I don't know. So I don't know. I've heard a lot of people talking online, and we all know that I love this stuff through and through. I don't dude, know if you. he went. I don't know if he went night night. I mean, I know all the memes and everything he on did. him. You like, know, I'm just trying to play him, Connor. If you're listening, um, yeah, he, I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not no. like your boy uh, Jake Paul. I'm not trying to fight you anytime soon. Jake Paul's soon. a clown. I'm um, not trying to fight you, but he knows what he's doing. Um, but I will fight you. I do think. I think that Dustin's team was what won that fight. Obviously, Dustin won the fight, but the strategizing, dude. This is what yes. blows. This is what blows yes. my mind. And I, I think this would blow any any casual's mind. And by mm-hmm. casual, I mean someone who just watches Connor, doesn't know anything about fighting at all, has never trained. I think that the fact that Connor said in the he was so shocked that he said in the post fight presser, the calf kicks. I've never experienced that before. What, dude? You're Connor McGregor. Yeah. How have you never experienced calf kicks? Mm-hmm. Habib's coach. Everyone knows who Habib is. Mm-hmm. Lightweight champ, one fifty five. Habib's coach, Javier Mendez, was also shocked. He said, I cannot believe Connor wasn't prepared for calf kicks. H- how are you, Connor McGregor? And you say, I'm not prepared for calf kicks. That was weird. Yeah, it's like, uh, what are you training for? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, that'd be like me and you fighting, mm-hmm. right? And you, even if you watched, even if you just looked at me, you'd be like, all right, this dude's short. Mm-hmm. This dude's built like a block of cheese. There we He's go. He's going to come at me and try yeah. to fight inside. Yeah. Like, s- simple. I don't know. It, it was weird. I, it, it, Dustin has highlights of him kicking the leg. Connor has that super wide stance. So the reason that the calf kicks were so effective, Connor has that super wide mm-hmm. like karate stance. It's very hard to check a kick. Okay. Checking a kick is means you lift up your shin and you block using your bone. So uh-huh. it goes bone to bone. Uh-huh. Sucks for you, but it really sucks for them. Yeah. <clears throat> Connor wasn't doing that because he has such a wide stance, so he can't lift his leg. And he was just eating mm-hmm. kicks to the front over muscle. Over and over and over. Yes. The soleus in the front, which blows. And that's what was weird to me because like in the beginning, Poirier looked he looked off you know what I mean and Connor looked so ready to go yeah and Connor looked sharp yeah even the first round I was sitting there I was like okay like is he just kind of you know sitting there eating some punches like is he a little like just punch drunk right now like just just happy to be there and then the switch went off in like the next round yeah Dustin Dustin's a dog yeah Dustin's a total dog man he um Dustin said in the in the post fight presser also he said that he was hurt so Connor hit him with a left he got him with a couple good ones yeah, yeah Connor hit him with a left and Dustin said if he would have followed up, he said, I was surprised. Because, you know, they showed that highlight after the first round where his, like, eyes were rolling in his head. He got clipped. Yeah, yeah. He said, I was real hurt. If Connor would have pressed forward and pushed up, who knows what would have mm-hmm. happened. I would have been really hurt. Um, some Something was weird about Connor, man. I think ring rust played a lot into it. Okay. Um, I think, I don't know if yeah, I Yeah, when like, was his last fight? Um, Cerrone. So, a year ago. Nice. And he, and he fought for 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then before Cerrone was a year and a half. So in 40 seconds. two and a half years, Conor McGregor fought for 40 seconds. Um, I, I, I don't know. Ring rust could have came into play. I think that. I think he did say that. Yeah. And Dustin fought perfect. He did say that. Dustin yeah. fought perfect. Mm-hmm. His boxing was great. And and like the, the points, you know how he kept pointing at him mm-hmm. in the fight? He like the timing. That had some Dustin, with mentally. Connor, it looked like Conor also didn't have a swagger. Yeah. Really. No, not at all. Like he it was I weird. Mean, but even going into. I guess that break like to just his whole image, right? Like Connor has changed. Yeah, well he's a you know, he's worth a hundred plus million dollars. So And he's also got a couple of what, like lawsuits against him right now. He's being sued in court. I don't I don't know if he I think he said he said before this one, because they brought that up also. Yeah, what's going on with him uh, beating up on people? I think no, I don't think I think the old man thing is dead. I think he paid him off. Okay. Um I think that the old man's not dead. The situation. Yeah, dead. no, we're Connor not did saying not that. Kill the old man. Oh no. <laughs> Whoa. The old man. Well, uh, the old man might be dead. He was old, but not from Connor. We haven't heard from him, so the old man has not been heard who from. Knows? Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't think he has anything pending on him right now. I think he did squash everything. There were some allegations, but. So you think they just told them to just hey, listen, just cool it down a little bit. You know, like you already got all this money. Let's not do anything to make you lose this money. I don't know what they because he, he was real calm and. Like the super just cordial in, in the conference, everything Too like cordial. he was just yeah he was shaking his hand. hand. He was like, hey, you know, let's let's have a good fight. Blah blah. blah. I'm Is like, that your Irish accent? Uh, uh, no, I was just you know that's my handshake accent. Like, hey, how are you? Good to see you. You do that a lot. Good to see every day. Good. Every day, man. I hope nobody starts recognizing that now. Mm-hmm. If you see me and I shake your hand and I do that, I apologize. <laughs> no, it was um. I mean, t- pivoting into uh another topic that we want to touch on from like the persona and and the the villain and just being so outlandish that's in the it. comments that's a big part of these fighters Jake man. Paul man that's Connor a big part laid, of these fighters Connor laid down the formula for at least um becoming viral if you do it the right way and if you follow Connor's blueprint Colby Covington went after it it definitely gained him hype nowhere near 
nowhere near as much mm-hmm. hype as Connor because he's not as articulate and not as smooth. And so, as far as fighters, like, was there anybody like really doing it before? Before Connor, yeah, Floyd Mayweather. That's yeah. it. In the UFC world, though, no. Um, okay. Well, uh, not. I mean, not not at Connor's length. There's a guy called Sale Chunin, um, who is is an incredible fighter, Hall of Famer, never won a title, he lost Anderson mm-hmm. Silver. Um, and he was known as the bad guy. That's what they called him. Okay. And he took on that, like, in, in professional wrestling, a villain's called mm-hmm. a heel. He took okay. on, like, that heel um, mantra where, you know, he talked a bunch, talked a bunch mm-hmm. of shit. And, mm-hmm. um, but never anyone like Connor, dude. Connor took the world by storm. There are old okay. ladies that know about Connor McGregor. My mom. That's, and that's what I'm saying. My mom so, like, said to me, isn't it crazy that Connor McGregor lost? Yeah. I said, what? Like, when you think about people who actually transcend, you know what I mean? Like, their own sport. That's one thing that is unique to me about like Connor. Like nobody else gets people outside of the sport as riled up or ready to watch, correct? As people like Conor McGregor, right? Co- correct. Now people like Adesanya, right? Like who are really like who might be like the next absolutely wave. Like hundred percent. I think so. I hope he so. He is the wave. Big fan. Hey, listen, if you're listening, um, we would love to get you on the pod. Yeah. Um, you know, we come <laughs> hang out and kick it sometime. Let me know. Cool. 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 Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like those people who are able to really just build a brand bigger than the sport that they're within, right? Like, once again, look at Jake Paul. Like he's not within that sport, right? But he is somebody in his own world who you talk about like building the blueprint of going viral. Yes. He, like he is it. So you he, know what I mean? Like he is the viral king. So he's, him and his brother are, are, are an interesting, are an interesting thing because they obviously are masters in content creation. Yes. And masters in is it virility becoming viral i have no idea what the word is going viral yep. virility let's what, go with it yes virility i like it. they um dude they're also like freak athletes mm-hmm. so jake i don't know if this is true jake paul said he was recruited to wrestle for ohio state wrestled 200 matches in high school ran a four this i don't think is true just by looking at him mm-hmm. you know you know he's a white boy so you, you never know he I said mean, he ran a Scott. 4 440 you never know. Scotty Miller's got wheels. Um, wheels. Yeah, McCaffrey's got wheels. Um, but <clears throat> so they're they're definitely freaks also. So they're putting together like the perfect storm. They're like, all right, we can kind of dabble mm-hmm. and stay alive in fighting. But we also know that no matter what we do, mm-hmm. we're going to get at least 1.5 million people to buy a paper. Exactly. Paper. And right now we're in the age of attention. We're going to buy, yes. Attention matters. Yes, we are in the age of attention. If you can get people Quick to pay attention. attention. Yeah, if you can get people, because it's every five minutes or something else popping up, right? Correct, Instagram. And you have to, yeah, think about it. Like, you have to be able to the keep fight people, to capture attention. Yeah. And if you can keep them attracted to what you're doing, whatever, it's a new event, new fight, right? New video, new collaboration. It's all about how do I keep the people wanting more? Correct. And I think people are starting to use that in every business across the board right and if you're not it's almost like you're setting yourself up to lose and they're masters dude crazy they are it's crazy ma- they are magnets people can sit there and watch them the same way you sit and watch people like gary v right like grant cardone like they all take that same level of like okay i need to bring a different like level of myself a different persona because people are going to latch onto this like like it's me right and if i can just use me in so many different fields or just being able to just adapt in different ways you can keep the money flowing. And I think that's one way Jay Paul has really transcended. Like once again, a year ago, two years ago, he was not talking about this, right? He was big YouTube guy. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, actually, I don't know how long it was ago. He fought He fought his first one against, but mm-hmm. in, yes, there there wasn't really a time that Jake Paul was like, ah, I'm, I don't know how long he's been training boxing mm-hmm. for. 
I gotta look more. That's into stuff it. he's been into. Like he's definitely been into like the boxing. Like, oh, for on. sure. I mean, he was a wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother, his brother's a freak. Logan was a freak wrestler yeah. too. Man, my my dude was training with Paulo Costa, mm-hmm. number two middleweight in the world mm-hmm. in UFC, and like wrestled well, very well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Jake Paul's fighting Ben Askren. He's fighting a. I uh, saw that. Yeah, saw that. Ben Hodge winner. So uh, I saw him best wrestler with, in the country. I saw, I saw him training with uh, who was a Jorge, like trying to practice the uh, the knockout. Yeah, the little that stutter step knockout Dude, punch. Imagine, could you imagine? He's not gonna knock him out like that. But Actually, could you imagine? And and you're a gambling guy. Yes, I am. What do you think that would look like leading up to the fight? I think that well, I'm, right now the opening line. So right now, Jake Paul knocks out Ben Askren ben, first four seconds. No, right now the opening line, uh, Jake Paul is de- is like a minus one eighty favorite, which is a decent favorite over a guy who, dude, Ben Askren has competed in the Olympics, two time NCAA All American champ. So that means he was the number one wrestler in the country at his weight class, D one. Dude's a beast wrestler. Wrestler. Those some pretty heavy stats. One FC champion, Bellator champion, was nineteen and zero until he came to the UFC and and fought the big boys. So, uh, and he was a lot older. <clears throat> the the guy's a chin. He's durable. Been around martial arts his whole life, and he's the underdog. That's how much clout. That's crazy. That's how much clout Jake Paul has. That's crazy. That would be like. That would be like. Yeah, actually, you know what? I can't even compare it. It's crazy that the disrespect that he's getting. But Jake Paul just slept Nate Robinson in front of two point two million viewers. Yeah, but I mean, that's one we we were talking about that in the group chat. Did people really? I mean. No disrespect to Nate, but I mean, like, is he a boxer? Like, does he do that? No, 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 not at all. Like, like, no, he's Jake, a basketball player. Jake was literally like, I, I do this, kind of. Yeah, I've been doing this for like four years. Like, I at least know how to like throw a punch. Yeah, so that I was crazy. This. But if you were, if you watch it back and like watch his footwork, like he crosses his feet when he's stepping back, and <clears throat> it's, it's interesting. It, I, I just think that the fact that how the how they polarize people is insane yes and and would be something to touch on um it's something to like dude those people are study worthy like when you look at jake and logan and and even these these girls on instagram that are making millions of dollars a post yeah. now that's strictly because they look good that's fine but the ones that are content creators um and make the ones like who reels, are really driving like yeah like serious like con- like the ones who are really making content you know what and I you mean? follow like, them why yeah. do you follow them there's something that they there's something that it attracts you to it time something, and time again. Yes, and they get right. it. I whether, mean, you have to be. Like, yeah, I, whether it's the look, whether it's the the comedy aspect, whether it's an educational side, or whether it would be just the shock factor, right? There's yes. plenty of pages that give you just that shock factor. Where the There's, people are just an anomaly. Like, you ever yeah. seen Supreme Patty? No. Have you ever seen that page on Instagram? No, I don't, don't look know at if it. I'm going to look at it. Yeah, don't. He's Man. like a guy that like squeezes lemons into his eyes. Definitely. You see... That's y'all be on that. You yeah. see, y'all be on that. Remember when we was listening to the Rogan podcast and Donnell said it. Yeah, y'all like the the elk meat bleeding. Yeah. Well, that y'all like the bloody elk meat. Oh. Sear it for two seconds, ready to go. That's, Look at you. Look at you. That's how you're supposed to eat it. And Goggins' old nasty feet. That was that's crazy, disgusting. bro. Disgusting. Y'all, y'all love that stuff. I mean, that I had to see him. I, I kind of oh, want to look at it again. Uh, I'm disgusted. But anyway, I think about I, it. it. It's. I don't even want to think about it. I, yeah. I, I think even like the the topic around content creation and how these people go viral is such an interesting thing. It is. I mean, look that, it, it definitely is. There's right? so many so many realms in which you can go viral too. Knowledge, aesthetic, 100. and when you think about how fast it can happen if you surround yourself with the right people, 
like I don't know, like do you know like Jake Paul in the hype house? Like have you heard about that? I have not. Right. So it was literally a house that was created for TikTok creators, YouTubers to just live in and create content on a daily basis. Like what we're doing here now, right? Like you would wake up and say, okay, what's our content schedule for the day? Cool. We're going to go into center city. We're going to do this, right? We're going to shoot here. We're going to create a little reel here. We're going to create a TikTok video there. Who's going to collaborate with who, right? And then what time is this going to be posted? Every day you have a job. The house has a manager, somebody who's orchestrating all of this, right? And making sure that these people are in the right place. And if you do this every single day with the right people who each have thousands and thousands and oh, thousands of, of followers, the momentum just builds up or almost organically. Right. But not organic. I mean, it's, it's a science at that point. Yes. Right. It, it, it is your business. Like content creation is your business. Correct. And I think once again, like you see a lot of businesses starting to tap into this stuff and saying like, wait, if we can just pull in these influencers and get them our product. Right. And start using them as as sponsors or whatever. Right. Or just get people to see that they're using our stuff then we can just catch on to that ride too, right? It's like the people who are investing their money into GameStop. Oh, snap, this is going up. Let me get my money in there and go along for the ride. I think it's also. I think there's also a luck factor. Like, you know who Nikki Cass is? The one guy I share on my story all the time who does the Italian dance. Yeah, yeah. I love that kid, man. He's hilarious. But, but there's something there. You know what I mean? Of course. There's something there that he has that's unique to him. And Absolutely. if he just needs to double down on it, and not only double down did. on it, if he finds the right person to sponsor. to continue to push that, right? Maybe like, you know, Barstool. artists have managers, Barstool right? Like, yes, exactly. all the time, which is huge. Exactly, right? Like, port, like the way uh, Dave said, okay, like, Caller Daddy's huge, right? Like, let's bring them in, right? Like, instead sure. of keeping them on the side and having them as competition, let's make them a part of their ecosystem, right? Google does it, like Amazon, all these big companies do it, right? So you're going to start seeing that from a lot of these bigger, like, so I guess social media based companies, right? A lot of these just content creating based businesses where we're like, yo, these people are creative. Let's bring them in and just give them the tools to do what they do. We should get a content creator on. Without a doubt. We should. Send, yeah. And like ask them questions like, yo, how did you do? Because there's I definitely a couple a bunch people of in Philly. mind, actually. I got a couple people in mind that we can bring in right here in Philly. I'm um, sure you do. So if you guys are listening, we will. I will be shouting, uh, reaching out to you. So stay tuned. That's stay it. tuned. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, because we we definitely have a, a couple ways we can go with this, but um, yeah, I, it would be. I think that that would be something that a lot of people would enjoy listening to. I would enjoy sitting there just listening to someone speak about what they think is driving their business, what their model looks like for the future, what their plan. Because I think content creation is also unique in the sense that you can't stop. It's kind of like sales. Like obviously, you keep it, making money. Course, Nick yeah. Merckx. It, it it definitely is like sales. It's I think it's selling yourself. It's finding a way to sell yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. And the people who are great at it are the people who gain the following that you see. Right. Look at Nick Merckx. Even video yeah. game talent. Yeah. And now is making insane and that's money on YouTube. And I was talking about this the other day um, with somebody at work and saying like, even when you think about being like a self-employed business owner and things like that, right? Like people have their own centers of influence, right? Social media now just gives you the ability to take that center of influence and just blow it up on a bigger scale, right? So you can sit there and say, like, wait, I'm able to influence people in my own circle, right? Maybe in my own family, my own friend group. What happens if I start showing people outside of my city, outside of my state, what I do, too? Which is what we're trying to do. Exactly, right? Can I get other people to to buy into it? Can I get people to want to support me on my way to making a better business, to making a bigger following right for whether it be a twitch stream right like or a youtube page or like whatever it is like it's just 
Well, that, that's why I love it. It just gives people the ability to be themselves. Here, and it, yeah. Here's what's captivating about Nick Merckx, which, I mean, and Nick Merckx, for anyone who doesn't know, Nick Merckx is a very famous Call of Duty player. It's what he does. Um, he has probably one of the largest followings on Twitch, which is a live streaming platform online where you watch people play video games. That's it. You simply log in, look for the person, you watch them play video games. Nick Merckx is famous on Call of Duty, which is a famous game on all across all consoles. And what the guy does is he simply records himself playing. That's it. Makes YouTube videos with a short intro. And the guy makes the same video every single day with just a different gun and, people and a different game. Play. And he gets 800,000 to a million views yeah. every day. The but same it's, game. It's funny because it's I like watch people them. look at it. Why? Some, a lot of people watch it from an educational standpoint. Correct. Too. Not just from it's cool, right? But also from like, wait, if I can watch it, maybe I can learn how to get better. And I think he's, he is funny, though. The guy oh, is without definitely a funny. doubt. He's like, I'd hang out with this and dude. And that's where, once again, you, if you compare those different qualities together, yeah. right? Like, okay, if you're, if you're funny, right? If you're, like we were talking about before, if you also have that look. Like, I think people don't talk about that enough. Like, sometimes if you have the look to sell yourself, it helps a lot. Oh, for for right? sure. Like that's, that's something we don't talk uh, enough about. 100%. And then you just, the icing on the cake is that if you're also good at what you do, social media is where you need to be. Content mm-hmm. creation is where you need to be. Correct. And if you can't create the content, get somebody to show you how to create the content and just put you behind it yeah, and do what you be, do. Yeah, there's definitely people where he even says in some of his intros, um, you know, I had whatever the guy's name is, mm-hmm. say Mark. I had, you know, I, Mark, Mark was yelling at mm-hmm. me saying I had to film this intro. I had to film this intro. So yeah. you definitely, it's also about assembling the right pieces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it there it's crazy. That's, it's such a crazy thing, and I think that that would be a cool thing to explore further and tr- just try to get people on because that's what we're chasing. Oh, without a doubt. And with it being the so, beginning of you know 2020, the deluxe edition, um, you mm-hmm. know Q5, Q5, a lot of people are going to look for ways to build their business. More outlets because we're still locked down. It, exactly, which exactly. is crazy. We in the middle of a panoramic, so while we're still in the panoramic, let's go ahead and find a way to to grow. Yes to grow some of the best businesses ever were were born in times like this this is a financial crisis I was, I was talking to my other boy the other day jay he was saying the same thing he's like i know there's somebody out there who's just bored out of their mind sitting there creating the next uber and i was like bruh for real 100 I, like, I gotta put some money aside you'd ask put some money aside everyone's got to put money aside be game time yes something's gonna come out that's it maybe like a hover car i don't think we're ready for that that's the conversation for another day that is a conversation for another day. You're right. And on that, I'm going to go make myself another coffee. That's it. Any ending words for the people, Bert? No, man. This has been a pleasure. We're going to get better. This and is uh, this is day one, beginning of a journey, folks. We'll see you next time, see people. See you next time. Enjoy that sip.